Glad that you are joining Cindy LeFevre Yorks for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. We pray these encouraging words will enrich and bless your day. All In, Part 4, Giving God Our Whole Hearts. In this four-part series, we've been looking so far at what it means to love the Lord with all our mind, soul, and strength. In this final installment, we will look at what it means for each of us to love the Lord with all of our heart. According to the Bible, the heart is where everything inside a human being is born. Their minds, wills, emotions, and actions stem from the heart. God not only wants our hearts, He speaks continually about them in His Holy Word. If you search for the word heart in the Bible, it appears 725 times in the Old Testament and 105 in the New Testament in the King James. The actual phrase, love the Lord with all our heart, appears 17 times in the Old and New Testament. Chronologically, it first appears in Deuteronomy 6.5. In the final mention, found in Luke 10.27, Jesus also added the never-before-mentioned mind component in the New Commandment of loving our neighbors as ourselves. Definitions of the heart in the Bible extend far beyond the heart that is popularized in popular art, film, or music. There are numerous references in Job about the heart, and God gave His heart a makeover. In Job 17.4, we read of hearts closed off to understanding. In Job 9.4, there is a reference to being wise at heart, and in chapter 22, verse 22, We learn that the heart is a place where we can lay up God's Word and store it. We discover that iniquity has been hidden in our hearts in Job 31-33, and that it is also the center of the conscience in Job 27-6. The heart can be hardened, as we find out in 41-24, and that it can be led by the Spirit to the purposes of God, as we read in Job 34-14. Jeremiah 4.4 takes it further, urging us to remove the foreskin of our hearts. This verse implies there will be pain in that offering, but nevertheless, that is how raw the sacrifice is meant to be. You are no doubt fully aware that many a romantic film contains the well-worn directive to follow your heart. I don't know about you, but I have often found that to be a poor game plan. When I followed my heart without seeking God's will first— It has usually led to total disaster. Rather than following our misguided hearts, we should instead follow after Jesus. We would do well to pray for our hearts of stone to become the hearts of flesh God intended them to be. The only way to do that is to bathe in His Word and seek after His presence. The prophet Ezekiel warns us in his book, chapter 14, verse 3, that a heart not fully dedicated to God is one where idols have taken up residence. Just because we don't have a golden calf in the living room doesn't mean another person, place, or thing can't be sitting on the throne of our hearts. We have to continually guard against that dethroning. How? We are told in Proverbs 4.23, guard our hearts, the wellspring of life. And in Psalm 2.2, we are encouraged to make our ears attentive to the wisdom as we incline our hearts towards understanding. Later in this chapter, we learn that the fruit of this pursuit includes the ushering of wisdom into the heart and the receipt of knowledge that is pleasant to the soul. We reviewed in part three of this series that God alone provides the receptive grace to redeem a sinful heart of stone 
Zechariah knew that and gave God all the credit for his faithfulness. Not by my power, but by thy spirit, says the Lord, he declared in Zechariah 4.6. But God does expect us to partner with him in this process. Paul reminds us in Romans 10.10 that we need the sincere conviction of our hearts to secure our salvation and strengthen our faith. When we invite Jesus into our hearts, God begins a process of heart restoration that will continue for the rest of our natural lives until He comes again in glory. Jesus tells us in Matthew 6.21 that where our treasure is, our hearts will be also. When we pray that, we can model, and that is described in Psalm 139, 23-24. There we read this powerful petition, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way to life everlasting. When we seek sanctification, we position ourselves to cultivate a pure heart. That's the kind of heart that's completely devoted to God. It's all in for Jesus. It reflects like a mirror what it means to love the Lord with a non-compartmentalized heart. The heart our Creator made then belongs to Him 100%. I'd like to be able to tell you that every minute of every day my heart belongs to God fully and completely, but it would be an outright lie. I'm continually dethroning idols, re-establishing God at the chair that belongs to Him alone over and over again. The older I get, the more I understand that dethroning is right up there with repenting. It's a lifelong process cultivating and nurturing the pure heart fully devoted to Him. But it's worth every minute of our time and effort, and more importantly, it blesses and pleases our Lord. It's a byproduct of our all-in faithfulness. We read in 1 John 3.3 that everyone who hopes in Christ purifies himself. What a profound promise. One of the most precious verses in the Bible speaks of the pure heart. We can treasure the beautiful words of Jesus himself as recorded in Matthew 5.8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Join me in praying to our Redeemer Creator to help us cultivate and nurture the pure heart He seeks from us so He may draw us to Himself in deep relationship. Have a Merry Christmas as you and I give our hearts all in for Jesus. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her blogs can be found on her website, cindyyorks.com. Her entire Door Devotion trilogy is now available on Amazon.